Hi, Welcome Sarah. to the Matt and Sarah Show. <laughs> um, episode two. Episode two. Um, first one's probably a little shaky, but this one I'm very into. Yeah, this I one, got way the, too into it. No, this one's gonna be good. Yeah, it's um, gonna be good. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll start kind of the same thing we did last time. Just a quick little market update. That what's happening? Because I don't know what's it, happening, it, so we're gonna be relying yeah. on Matt on that. <laughs> so there's a lot that's been happening in the last 48 hours, especially in terms of lending. So we'll kind of go through that, and then we'll talk about another fun little murder. Oh yeah, little, little murder story about little, about little, little Robert. <laughs> so, um, for for those that don't know, um, interest rates have skyrocketed in the last forty eight hours. They've oh, gone good. up. They've gone oh, up good. about a point in forty eight hours. Which, as I think, what, what was yesterday's date? Do we know the thirteenth? The thirteenth. So yeah. June thirteenth is kind of known now as like the worst single day in mortgage history in terms of rates, rates jumping. And so, if this were like just a ballpark number, like if you're buying right now, yeah. what would a point on your rate? increase your payment to be yeah so let's say we're talking about uh like yeah things. let's say we're talking about a four hundred thousand dollar house mm-hmm. we're looking at about 350 bucks a month extra extra give or take so this is there. clearly just qualifying a few buyers it's getting people big time and, and which think is about the goal which right which unfortunately is the goal not in not my that's goal please don't yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> we want to make it work for you right but it's the Fed's goal. Right, right. And, and all this came about because um, the Consumer Pricing Index, which is just the inflationary index, mm-hmm. came out. And I believe it said it was 9.7% as inflation year over year um, in That's May of, 2020, of 2022. So it's pretty high. And that was after they raised rates. So they okay. freaked out. Every lender freaked mm-hmm. out. Um, I was at a golf tournament yesterday. So I actually didn't even get to see it until I went home and priced somebody out. They say ignorance is bliss, though. Yeah. <laughs> You enjoyed your day yesterday, didn't you? I did enjoy my the day. The worst day in mortgage history you got to enjoy. I got to enjoy it <laughs> by getting hit in the face with a golf ball. <laughs> but uh but so I priced somebody out and I literally had to text my my chief revenue officer, Jeff Trudell, um, to ask if something was wrong on our end. Because mm-hmm. I saw six and a half for Percent, an arm. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, something's got to be. And just for be... anyone that doesn't know anything about anything, arms are lower usually. Yes, arms are usually about a half point lower. Yeah. So I was kind of freaking out. And then, you know, he said, yep, you're about the 10th person that's <laughs> that's asked me yeah. and everything is normal. It's just, you know, things are yeah. going up. I was like, well, yeah, no, no kidding. Yes. And I saw the news this morning and it was just that, that it yeah. was the single worst day for rate hikes in 20 years, yes. if not in, in history. And just so. some insight on the marketing purchasing sale end, this is an effort to try and squash or correct the market. Yep. Because we are seeing highly inflated prices and as horrible as it is for someone that is, you know, in a position where they were, oh, I'm going to buy a house and all of a sudden it's like, ah, I don't qualify for a mortgage anymore. Right. It's horrific. Um, and, you know, but it's the only way that they can find to correct the supply and demand. Yeah. Because right now we have very little supply and we have way too many buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, again, on a historic level, I'd like to remind everybody that's out there buying <laughs> in the grand scheme of life, in the grand scheme of like the last hundred years, it's, it's, We're still okay. it's still okay. We're still, still okay. Like, your grandparents were buying at like 10, 12% interest rates. Yep. And what we're used to seeing in the last few years, so if you're coming into adulthood in this time and you're used to seeing, oh, two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four yeah. and a half, that is like, there's a reason why they call it historically low. They've never seen it before. And I doubt they'll see it again right. because it's kind of created this monster. And it also, um, you know, we could go on a tirade and talk on about how hedge funds are yeah. uh, 
scooping up homes. Right. And that's another issue that we're running into. So. Right. I think this all stemmed back to the feds kept the rates too low for too long. Yes. And now they have to make up for it somehow, mm-hmm. and it's causing a huge problem. Um, Borrowing money on 2%? Come for, on. Yeah, borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars do at two percent. <laughs> I don't think people actually fully grasped how ridiculous that was. No, and it's not. It's not normal. No. It's abnormal. It is abnormal. Like it think is. about when you borrow money on a credit card. It's right. A few grand. Right. You're, they're getting you like twenty seven percent. Right. Like right. come on. It, it, so and it's going to be more soon after tomorrow. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, real estate is making things slow down. Yeah, no, I mean the the market is slowing down. I mean, I got my house for under asking. Um, I was just talking to uh, this lovely gentleman behind me here before about how we I've have I'm shopping for someone that's looking for multifamily, mm-hmm. and they're sitting a lot longer. And you know, he asked me why do you think that is, and it tends to be if you're purchasing a multifamily, you tend to be more business savvy or just yep. more insightful in the long term mm-hmm. goal in in real estate. You're mm-hmm. not just looking to buy a single family home in order to kind of just make it work and like live your life and have your little white fence which is lovely but if you're buying a multifamily you tend to be more business savvy and they're like i'm not touching it yeah it's gonna sit it's gonna sit for a while and i'm gonna strike for what i want it for right and they understand that even if they're buying in a high market long term it will grow right and even if the market takes a hit guys it's gonna come back it's gonna come back it's gonna come back it always does so think about where we were in 2006 and where we are now right and we'll I okay. and I saw a really interesting graph, kind of last point here. I saw an interesting graph at one of the the offices that we have, a real big real estate office. Um, they they had at their meeting, and it showed from people that think that this is going to crash overnight are it's not going crazy. To. No, because, it's going to be a correction, right? As needed, right? Sorry. In in the worst real estate crash in United States history, it took four years to drop thirty percent. Mm-hmm. So unless you think we're coming for something worse, and you got to think about like how they were just they were passing loans out like candy. Yes, there was no requirement. They would be like, I could ridiculous. call an appraiser that of my choosing and say, Hey, I just put a deal under contract six hundred, make it come in six hundred. They wouldn't even look at the house. Okay, no problem. Right. There you go. Right now, me and you were just talking the last time about how nightmare should is to appraise out. Right, I could just write a random interest rate, give you an arm at two percent to start What's next that? month. It goes to eight. Yeah, and then they like, would, well, these people would go borrow against their homes yep. for like you know double what they're worth, and then yep. of course it's going to be mass foreclosures. Right, and I'm sh- I'm sure that you know if we the market contracts and we end up in a recession, there are unfortunately going to be people that are losing their homes, but that's happening now. Yep. Even in this hot market, it's happening now. Yeah, because sometimes a foreclosure at home, if you can't afford your mortgage, you can't afford the upkeep. People don't want to buy it. Right. That still happens. Right. Um, especially, you know, the bank has to agree to a number. So, and whatever. We'll, right. we'll end up talking about it. This is the whole point of this podcast is to not be boring real estate. Right. People, so let's just get to it. So let's get to the fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so um, today we're going to be talking about Robert Durst. Robert Durst. So Robert Durst comes from the Durst real estate empire, which is why we chose him. Yep. And so just a little background about the Durst family empire. Um, they have a net worth of $8.1 billion. That's pretty good. They own about 21 properties that I could count on their little website. in New York City, and as of 2014, they own and manage more than 8.5 million square feet of luxury real estate rentals yeah. in Midtown Manhattan. Holy crap! So they got money. They got a lot of money, and, and they, got they a lot are of real literally estate. the spokespeople. For, besides having a murderous child, <laughs> they are the spokespeople for like you know you buy in real estate and you sit on it and you're gonna be all right. Right. Um, right. So we're gonna start here. It's gonna be a little bit all over the place. I like so it. So Robert Durst, clearly because of his money, people know who he is. He um, is kind of like, you know, a swaggy kind of guy, you know, <laughs> it's like 70s and he's cool and everything and he uh, he's married. 
But we're going to kind of start in the year 2000, and then we're going to work backwards and forwards, and it's going to be like a big zigzag. I love it. These things need to like connect, and it's like a puzzle piece. And shout out to YouTube. Because <laughs> <laughs> we learned There's all also it. on HBO The Jinx. If you guys have HBO Max, highly recommend, but it's a six-part thing. Yeah. Um, so Robert Durst, we're going to go in the year 2000. A neighbor calls 911 after finding her neighbor's dog um, roaming the streets. So she takes a look at her neighbor's house and she's like, hmm, there's packages outside. I don't know like what's going on. It's right. weird. Right. This lady, and I guess this woman that lives there is like notoriously afraid of everything. So it would be odd that her dog would just be roaming around. Her back door was open. Right. So she calls 911 and says, hey, I need you to go check that out. Police get there and this woman is shot in the back of the head. And obviously left there. She's been there for a few days. Right. Um, that woman is Susan Berman. Susan Berman just happened to be the daughter of a major mobster in the area. So the police automatically assume this is a mob hit. Right. You know, it's nothing to do with anything. You know, unfortunately, this woman, you know, must have been involved in organized crime like her parents, whatever. People start to feel a little weird about it because the way that she was shot, it's like, so she had to have known somebody. Like, they were in her home, and she turned around, and they said that Susan was very timid, fearful. Mm -hmm. She didn't really let people in that she didn't know. Right. Um, so, you know, odd. Woman's little bit. dead. <laughs> so we're going to um, backtrack here. We're going to talk a little bit about Robert. Yeah. Robert was friends with Susan, but, you know, the police aren't really putting anything together here yet because yeah. they're like, you know, this woman. They're just automatically assuming mob behavior. Yep. Um, you know, so Robert's first wife was Kathy McCormick Durst. Um, they started in a loving, caring relationship like most people, and then um, the relationship slowly became abusive. Robert himself is quoted saying, I was the dominant one in the relationship. Right. Um, so his wife, when he she kind of noticed things were getting a little wonky, decided to go to nursing school to gain some independence and then to med school. She was doing a really great job. Um, and then because that was, you know, he could kind of see that she was trying to pull away from him, the, the abuse became more intense. Right. And um, so he became more controlling, more violent. And her friends were like, you know, you really got to get out of this. She was under the impression that she thought that she could handle it. You know, I can handle this. It is what it is. Right. Like, worst case, I'll, like, you know, finish med school and then I'll be out. Well, on January 31st, 1982, so this is happening in the 80s, this is about 20 years prior to Susan's death, um, she goes missing. Robert drops her off at a train station and says that she never came home, never seen her again. So, that's not let sketchy. me catch my breath. I don't know, not, not, not <laughs> that's not sketchy. <laughs> the police are automatically a little bit suspicious because he just calls the police immediately. He right. doesn't call her family, he doesn't call her friends to say, like, hey, have you seen her? Right. You know, who were the last people she was with? Nothing. Just calls the police immediately, says, I dropped my wife off at the train station and now she's not home. I think she's missing. So, Robert starts by saying, I never saw her. Then he flip flops and he says, Oh, you know, no, actually, she came home, and then we fought, and then she left again. So he starts kind of going back and forth, which automatically in a normal situation would be like, okay, clearly you're you're being suspicious, right. whatever. you're trying to hide something. But the police, I guess the investigation overall was just trash. So he gets away with, you know, there's police missteps, and it prevents Robert's arrest. Um, so supposedly, the day after she was last seen, Kathy calls the dean of her school, which is friggin' weird. Anyone here that went to college is like, you're not gonna call a dean of your school if you don't feel good. Right. And she complains that she ha is sick and has cramps and has diarrhea and like overly like odd, odd things. <laughs> and so what people believe 
now in hindsight over this 20 year stretch is that it was actually Susan Berman that faked the call for Robert Durst. Right. So when you connect these two things, he was in an abusive relationship, obviously he killed his wife, and then his friend Susan covers it up for him. Right. And probably witnessed it, probably helped him. Right. Calls to be able to say like, oh no, no, like just kind of screw up the timeline. Mm -hmm. And so in 1998, Susan is contacted by detectives about Kathy's disappearance because it's a cold case and it gets reopened. Right, so what's that, six it, years later? Five uh, years well, later? Well, it's pro uh, like about 12 years later. Oh, 98, Jesus, Yeah, no, 98, yeah. Oh, yeah, 12 years later. So in 1998, <laughs> um, Susan is contacted by detectives about Kathy's disappearance. So she calls Robert and she's like, hey, they're calling me about this. And oddly enough, two years later, she's shot in the back of the head. Right. And it just shows to, goes to show. So Robert has, uh, clearly, he comes from a billion dollar empire. Mm -hmm. He flies into LA where Susan lives and, you know, she dies. He says he hadn't seen her and then goes to the airport in San Francisco and buys a ticket, a red-eye ticket, and leaves immediately. Mm -hmm. Never flies red-eye. He's a billion-dollar empire dude. Like, he probably could probably have chartered private, a private right, jet. Right. But he's an idiot. So <laughs> he went, and so the police start kind of connecting these dots, and they start kind of being like, that's odd. You were in town, and now we're kind of seeing connections here to, you know, they're just kind of starting to put some things together. Yep. But it is in two different states. One's in New York, Kathy's first wife. The second is in L.A. So um, uh, New York opens an investigation into Kathy Durst's murder, and Robert moves to Texas after he kills Susan, which is not, you know, technically proven yet. Right. But after he kills Susan, he moves to Texas. And he, when he moves to Texas, he moves to Texas disguised as a woman. And he starts talking because he's clearly so a sociopath. That's not suspicious or anything. No. <laughs> he starts talking to his neighbor. His neighbor's name is Morris. So he starts talking to Morris about these things, and then he starts realizing Morris is going to know that it's me. And he just starts basically slipping up. Mm -hmm. So after telling him about an investigation into his wife's disappearance, Morris begins blackmailing Robert because he knows that Robert has money. So right. he's like, okay, I'm gonna start airing your shit out if you right. don't give me some money. Right. And so he claims, Robert claims that they begin to argue about, I don't know, something, who the hell knows. <laughs> and he shot Morris in the head in self-defense. And because he shot him in self-defense, he couldn't call the cops, so right. he dismembers Morris's body oh, and leaves it on a beach in Galveston, Texas. So he goes, oh and after claiming self-defense, he gets caught because he, it's a mess. Like, you just cut up a body right. in your own home. Like, you're an idiot. Right. And so, I mean, you're, you're a bad person, of course. <laughs> you're also yeah. an idiot. Um, Not that I would do it that way. Yeah, but. no, you know? And so he ends up being, um, he ends up dismembering this person and gets caught and admits to it. But because it's self-defense, I don't know what happened. It's Texas. You know, I don't want to be judgmental, but self-defense, stand your ground, big Texas thing. He is fucking acquitted. Right. He's acquitted. He admits to cut someone's body up, but the only thing they didn't find is the guy's head, which just so happens to be where he was when shot. shot, yeah. So they, the defense team did an amazing job, and he's acquitted. He's acquitted for chopping up somebody's body. Which is unbelievable. But Even it's with like, does this guy have, like, terrible luck? Or is he a murderer? Right. Like it's like everywhere he goes, someone dies. Right. And so um, they do believe that the jury was swayed by the fame and money of the Durst yeah. family. Yeah. Whatever. So he gets arrested on other charges. 
probably related to hacking people up, but he's not away for very long. Because this happens, I that believe, was... in like 2000, 2000, 2001, around the same time that Susan is murdered. Right, right. And so in 2003, he's released on charges. And in 2010, he finds out, because he's famous, this is like in the news, you mm -hmm. know, like, but you and I were kids. We don't talk yeah, I was like maybe yeah. 14. Yeah, so he <laughs> in 2010. like, oh God, in 2010, I was in college. <laughs> but um, no, so he discovers that there is a journalist, Andrew Jarecki, and he is starting, he he's making a movie mm -hmm. it's a it's a fictional movie it's just based on his assumptions and he can't say it's true or not because this guy's never been charged with the murders of kathy or susan and he got acquitted for hacking up this other dude right so he starts making this movie and because this guy is such a friggin sociopath he reaches out to jarecki and he's like i want to see your movie i want to give some comments on it so this guy's like oh yeah mm, let's do this I'm in. <laughs> and so Jarecki finds it so odd because in this movie he murders three people right. and in the movie they have him depicting murdering his dog and he God. says um he says that the only thing he didn't like about the movie was that he was depicted killing his dog Igor that's the only thing <laughs> that, he didn't like not, the not that you the other hacked people. up three people yeah. not that you killed your wife none of that none of that so not to sidetrack i don't think i could do that even if i was acting no i would be hard be like no a tears. dog yeah a person even you if it was even no, if it was <laughs> <laughs> but um no so on the high that because he's clearly like you know liking sharing these sick details because you know he's a serial killer mm -hmm. um he starts like sharing what they call arguably incriminating comments gotcha Things that, you know, he's not like denying that he did these right. things, but he's also like, not he's just back and forth. He right. just likes the attention of it all. And so Jarecki starts calling him out because Jarecki's been following these cases. He's a journalist, you know, journalists investigate just like any other sort of invest investigative body. And mm -hmm. he's likes, he's been on top of the case and now he has access to this person he's been studying. Right. So basically on the high, he starts sharing things that are arguably incriminating and he doesn't realize that he's mic'd up when he goes to the bathroom right and so he goes to the bathroom and while he doesn't realize his mic is on he says i killed them all of course under his breath and then he realizes his mic is on and he says what a nightmare what have i just done oh, so gosh. it's like yo yeah that's like... are you kidding me <laughs> and some of these people truly believe that this guy just had shitty luck you know some like some people that were following the cases like like oh no like how horrible this guy just has really bad luck you know he just happened to hack up a body i don't know who those people are but <laughs> yeah. they were there yeah and he incriminates himself so you know this was filmed in 2010 and it wasn't released until 2015. so in 2015 the day before the episode airs of him incriminating himself in the bathroom um he's arrested after a 2013 investigation, two-year investigation, mm -hmm. so 2013 to 2015, he um, it, it's a case that's reopened for Susan Berman. And this guy, John Lewin, is a prosecutor, mm -hmm. and he is obsessed. He's obsessed with getting this guy, and he's good. So, you know, obviously, once that video evidence is kind of, you know, given... Brought out to the public. He is able to arrest him. Mm -hmm. And then he starts questioning him, and he starts just incriminating himself right so he starts asking him things like he tries to say well you know the whole weekend that i killed and hacked up that guy i was on meth and the prosecutor's like that's bullshit bro we know it's and he's we like know. yeah you're right i lie a lot he literally would just say like i right. lie a lot like i don't did it say I how old he was at that point at this point he's in his late 60s 
Okay, so not like... So he's in his late 60s, and this has been murderous for like 25 years. Right. He's ripping through. And there are there are definitely people that he probably killed. I was just going to say, three. it's not like it was just three. You no. know it wasn't just three. Yeah, so he starts saying to the attorney, if I could help her family, because this is about Susan, while something was maybe offered to me, I'd be interested in that. So based on what he just said, he's implicated himself in knowing more than what he's letting on, and they arrest right. him and charge him because <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Right. He clearly, I think, was starting to lose it. So during the trial, John Lewin um, cross-examines Durst, and this is a very, like, this is during COVID, too, so this is, like, fairly recent. The trial doesn't start until during COVID. It's very explosive. Mm -hmm. It's very theatrical. Mm -hmm. um, John Lewin is very theatrical. And, you know, he, he cross-examines... Durst for 15 days, Jeez. which is like very odd. <laughs> right. So he says, How many times have you committed perjury during this trial? And Robert Durst replies, Several times. I have lied several times on the stand. So it's like, what? It's like you want to, it's you like, know? He, it's, he like thrived off the attention, I right. think. And at this point, he's frail, he's old, he looks like he's going to die. If I'm being quite honest, if you look up the videos, he's right. He just crappy. looks like he's. Um, but he continues to be cross-examined for 15 days and continues to incriminate himself. And at this point, Robert's 78. He's very frail. He's suffering from several health issues. And on September 17, 2021, he is obviously, you know, convicted. Right. He's guilty of first-degree murder of Susan Berman. Um, at one point, there was a witness that said that, I forget, I think his name was like Nick or something, but Durst had said it was either her or me, so I, I didn't have a choice. Oh, my God. Basically implying that Susan was blackmailing him, saying, you know, the police are coming and they're asking me about your ex-wife and I know everything, so give me some money. Right. Or I'm going to rat on you. Right. Um, so the jury believes that he killed Berman for being a witness to the murder of his wife, Kathy, and mm -hmm. being involved because she called and pretended to be Kathy, called the dean and told everyone she had diarrhea. <laughs> I'm weird. Weird. <laughs> and then um, he and then is charged with second degree murder of his wife, Kathy, in New York. So because of the pieces that are put together for Susan. Second, I second it degree. Right. I think it's because... I know way too much about crime, but the second degree is probably because it's like a crime of passion. Like maybe they were like in a fight and he ended up killing her. Gotcha. First degree it is wasn't planned. like plotted out. Premeditated yeah, yeah. is first degree. Second degree is like, you know, or it was like a plea deal. I don't know. Maybe he said, we're going to charge you with second degree murder because we know that's what we can get. We don't have enough information to On show person, that it was right. planned. Probably because Susan is dead. They probably would have that, been able to get right. him for first degree murder if Susan wasn't dead. Right. Um, but... Shortly after being charged with the murder of his wife, Kathy, Robert Durst dies. He is old. But because the murder conviction of Susan Berman was in the appeals process, and he died during the appeals process, his murder guilty? conviction is overturned. Right. And he's considered not guilty. Right. Why? <laughs> so that's the story of Robert Durst, basically a demon, and he got away with all of and it. And he got away with all of You'd it. You'd like to think, obviously, like, you know, in the court of public opinion, it's obvious this guy did something. Right. But in reality, he got to live his entire life. Right. Basically, Scoffrey, a billionaire, roaming around, hanging with mobsters' daughters, killing mobsters' daughters, just being a dick. Right. And Well, that's the crazy part. It's not even, like, the billionaire factor, but, like, how many people actually are out there that are like that that have legitimately done horrible things to numerous people and, and nobody knows on a technicality too right because there's like certain times where i'm sure people know you did it but if they can't get it they to can't beyond get evidence, a reasonable doubt right. uh, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt an attorney won't 
won't allow the charges. Right. So it's pretty terrible. Right. But in I mean that's crazy. In reality, his after he died, his brother Doug said, um, you know, Robert lived a really sad and miserable life, and we hope that his death has brought in peace to you know the people that he's hurt. Right. In reality, no. I wonder if the didn't. family knew. And well, like, it's been and in the interviews he talks about his brother and John Lewin because he was like. They say that John Lewin became an expert on Robert Durst because he studied him for so long, and this was over like a 20-year period. Was that the journalist? Uh, John Lewin was, or was the, that the second brother. Okay, he was gotcha. The prosecutor. Gotcha. Um, Jarecki, to follow everything. Oh, I know. There's a lot. <laughs> but Jarecki was the guy who got him on tape. Gotcha. And you can go on HBO Max and you can watch it. And you can and actually watch like, don't they show him literally saying, "Oh yeah, oh, yeah I did it." Oh yeah, they show him saying, "Oh, we're gonna go take a bathroom break." And then Jarecki is like, oh, my God, I can't believe we just got this on tape. Imagine being the editor of that, being like, wait, I know. hold on. I know. <laughs> hold the phone here. Jarecki, I think, also was like so – it's not like this guy was nice to Robert Durst. He was like, you killed these people. Right. Like he was very – like would press him, but he liked to play the game. Right. Just like on the stand being cross-examined for 15 days. No one in their right mind would do that unless they liked the cat and mouse game. Right. And the guy was so old – I mean, you should look up pictures of this guy, man. He was, like, <laughs> looking so old. But he died at the age of, I think he was 78. Did they say why? Was it just natural? I think he just suffered, like, like when he's being questioned for 15 days, he has an oxygen tank. He yeah. has a um, catheter. Yeah, like, he's, so he's, like. He looks like he's out of a nursing he's home. He's ready to, to So to that go. means, in reality, the time he spent in prison was probably spent in an infirmary. Right. So this guy. Right. It's dirt. Just. Bad just, guy. Just off dirt cheap. So basically, <laughs> if you have enough money. You can get away with a lot of you can shit. Get away with a lot. <laughs> so, but we wanted to talk about him because he came from a real estate family. Yeah. I know that that was like all over the place. So if you guys have any questions, yeah. just let me know because I'm clearly a psycho. And like we said, there's a documentary on HBO Max. It's called on the Jinx. It. I will definitely. Um, I think I've watched two episodes of it so yeah. far. Uh, the Celtics have gotten in the way of it. Oh, <laughs> so I will, I will continue watching I've it because known it's about like this for a while. Yeah. Just because I'm hmm, clearly have a. A dark side. I'm a Scorpio, you know? We're supposed to be a little creepy. Supposed to be. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just pretty incredible um, in a bad way. Right. An incredible life that this man was able to kind of just do all of this. And honestly, it was just the missteps of other people. Like, he would have been arrested for Susan back in 2000 if the police didn't screw up the investigation. Right. And I'm sure, you know, that the family and friends of Kathy Durst, when she went missing, were adamant that it was him, but he had a lot of money. Right. And this was in the state of New York, where his family owns $8.1 billion of real estate real in estate. lower Manhattan. Yeah. Or midtown Manhattan. So if you think that isn't influential in somebody's decision to prosecute, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> but if there's anything... Yeah, no, that's that's wild. Just like... Wow. I feel like there was... I mean, this is going to sound awful, no. but I always say like serial killers are unbelievably smart. Oh, yeah. Not in the actions that they are doing, but no. in the way that they can physically get away with it. Yeah. But there's always one thing and that, it, screws, that, them that screws them up. And it's like something that it's almost like you get it's too like cocky. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you want, like, like you, you, you just take it for granted. Mm -hmm. And then one little slip up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's the 18 they other people. They regular people. Look at Ted Bundy. I right? mean, you're not going to approach a psycho. Like if you're not, it's not the people that look like psychopaths. No. You know what I mean? The people no, that look not. like psychopaths, you're like, I'm staying away from you. Right. <laughs> but if you're charming, buddy, you'll end up cutting someone's head off. Right. Right. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's wild. It was pretty it's, incredible too that this went all the way up like this is recent like he was just um 
convicted in 2021 right september of last year i remember year. i told my uh told my parents we were doing it on this one and they knew all about it too it's crazy they were like oh yeah like and they've seen the documentary they were like oh yeah like we watched that a couple yeah probably like a month or so ago maybe yeah it's been i mean i'm sure with covid people have watched people it because there's watched like it. nothing to yeah. do <laughs> if but people watch tiger intriguing. king they probably oh, watch. we should do one on that <laughs> <laughs> but um no it was pretty interesting yeah and if you guys have any ideas of any murderous people you'd like to hear from yeah i mean i tried to keep the last two we tried to keep like more related to real estate real estate yeah no but i mean even even if we branch off like i know it doesn't need it's to be. hard with real estate because you don't ever want to offend anybody because it's a real problem right you know what i mean especially for women in real estate right um but it doesn't get attention unless you talk about it that, that's exactly right uh, this then, guy just happens to be in real estate empire that was a murderer so it's a little different it's, it's the other end of the spectrum it's 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 this it's part, a and part, part a and part b right right but, but yeah no that that was i mean obviously that's a story in which i talk way very fast guys so <laughs> like, super sorry maybe slow this down maybe just turn it down a notch <laughs> just, just like no but i mean that's something that i mean that's a whole like you said it's a whole different spectrum it's not mm -hmm. like your everyday person that no. either got killed or is killing somebody yeah. but i mean just seeing that even on the brightest of scales i guess with them like you have the whole world in front of you money you can do and you can anything. still be a piece of shit. And like, you could have literally like, probably like, just left your wife. Like, right. you're a billionaire. Right. Why you got to kill her? Yeah, but And I you mean, probably could have just paid Susan off. You got billions of dollars. You got to shoot her in the back of the head. I wish There's that... something wrong with you, I bro. wish we could, like, study, like, brains of those people. Oh, my God. Like and just psychology. see. Like, I just genuinely want to know, like, is there something off? Oh, mm -hmm. there is. But, like, what... Where is it? And is I there know. a way to detect it early? Is there like signs that have sh like people I think are showing early? It has a early? lot to do with people's upbringing. I do think there are people that are like born gone. Just right. I've watched a few documentaries where like people ask their parent ask for their children to be locked up, and then the, yeah, they, the family like, courts don't listen, and then they're like, go and kill them all. That, yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. It's pretty wild. But yeah, I would love to just see what the hell we'll their brains look more, like. We'll talk about murdery, killery people. Don't yes. worry. Yeah, on no. Matt and Sarah show, on the, super uh, bright. Matt, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, no. Stay tuned for the next episode. We're gonna probably we may branch off from murder yeah, stuff. We you, may branch yeah. off from real estate. We, we don't really know yet. To, we just want to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. You know? we, we, we are you entertained? Yeah. We want to give you the quick update at the beginning just to keep you updated with what's yeah. happening. But we don't want the whole thing to be about real estate. We like want to be before. catching the feeds of people that want to buy and sell. Right. And we want to be entertaining to them. Right. Because imagine this is just us talking imagine if you got to go through the home buying process with me right that'd be so much fun we could talk about murders the whole time right <laughs> but, but yes um, uh comment like share everything yes. please it would mean it would mean the world to us yes definitely. we're trying to blow this thing up so <laughs> if you have any ideas you know yes follow. put them in the comments or if you want to join oh yes if you want to be a special guest yes, on be that would be amazing <laughs> well peace thank out you. bye bye